Hello. Hello. <laughs> Tess, people, otters, people, otters, 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 I'm an eight-year-old boy in Houston, Texas. My mother, who is pregnant, it's not quite time to have the baby yet, they say, but for the previous nine months or so, I have been saying that this baby will be born on February 21st, my birthday, because I say so. And this was the beginning of my complex as a person because there were so many yeah. naysayers and the clock strikes midnight, I pat my mom's belly and I say, little baby be born. And my parents are still looking at me like I'm insane. And that was debatable, but I knew that this baby was coming. <laughs> I go to sleep in my clothes and wait. The first stirring I hear, I'm at the door with my suitcase. My parents are confused but panic because a baby's about to be born. We went to the hospital. I wasn't allowed in the delivery and I debated and contested this a lot, but I didn't win. I was only so articulate as an eight-year-old so instead, I was in the waiting room, pacing back and forth, bothering the nurses, asking for an update. And then finally, I was walked over and uh, I, I could only see her through the window, but the nurse held up this chubby cheek little baby and um, I was in love. It was my, <laughs> here, here was my first collaborator, my first partner, my first dude, and here she is. And we're uh, <laughs> talking many years later about art and creativity, which makes my heart happy. And as of late, I have seen an explosion creativity come from her. So here, we're here to talk about it. How are you, dude? Awesome. <laughs> How'd you like that? Damn, this yeah. is the best first story ever. <laughs> well, I we've had many years. A new person and I meet. Yeah. <laughs> Not the story. Like, wait, wait, wait. Let me tell you the story of my birth <laughs> and how I was willed into existence. <laughs> I go and easy. And my husband on it. stands back and he's like, here it goes. <laughs> here it goes. <laughs> I grew up with mom telling it so much that I. Well, you had mom, I, I feel, had you to be telling everyone. I feel like, <laughs> I feel, well, it's amazing. It is amazing. Well, I will say, every time I say, yeah, I, I, I people ask twin. you when, at some point, no, they'll ask you when's your birthday. I'm like, yeah, I um birthday. So we're doing first. I actually shared my birthday with my older brother. We're nine years apart. And they all double take, like, every time. I've never had anyone not... <laughs> react to it. <laughs> like, what? That's so strange. Like, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it, it is. But, uh, it was planned. It had an influence, I think. It was planned by one determined eight-year-old. <laughs> but it had an influence, you know. We were aberrant to begin with. And uh, here we are with our aberrant creations. What have you been working on lately? I've seen, I've seen the posts, but I guess I'd like to hear you talk about it. <laughs> um, everything and anything. Yeah. I, I guess in particular, I, I've been drawn to the, the fruit. Oh, Even. cool. That's cool to hear, because I don't really know how that one's being taken. So that's cool. <laughs> Um, so I'm starting a three-part series, um, and I wanted to do Salvadoran fruits, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know, part of because that of, is... Because of Teal Max? <laughs> <laughs> so, so our uncle, when, when, uh, yeah. <laughs> had had a few too many and, uh, told us that he was going to take us back to the Mayan lands and, uh, teaches about our culture and he kept beating his chest whoops they hit my mic but he kept beating his chest and uh said well children now it's i'm gonna go but uh it, it instilled culture all, i feel yeah. yeah i think he hugged us all and then we asked him are you leaving already and he says no i'm just gonna go get gonna some go eat. food in the other room <laughs> yeah. but anyway so oh. that's where this cultural <laughs> awakening came from right I mean, probably in part, yeah. <laughs> well, I think um, more and more, like part of it, like you want like full, full depth info about where this is all coming from. Well, I, I, I'm curious because I think um, inevitably, it's the one of the first times I've seen you dip into our cultural heritage. I think, like. As, as far as developing a, specifically? developing a series about yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think you could, you could argue, though, that my color use and my style and stuff, I think sure. it's definitely culturally influenced. But this is maybe the first time I've ever taken it on as a topic. It's the biggest um, cultural nod that you've made. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think at least part of it was just the world and particularly in this country uh, discussion of race lately and identity and what that means and having been in a lot of good discussions with different people about uh, racial and ethnic identity what that means and how personal and unique that can be from person to person mm -hmm. and from all the serious issues that have been going on the past few months. I mean, you've seen riot, race relations and everything. Um, I had a couple of people not of color reach out to me and for the first time, I think really want to dig into a discussion about race and identity and what that meant to me. Like they know some of my experiences, but also they didn't know. I guess. <laughs> Talk about I mean, that. What do you mean? Not experiences. Uh, I mean, for me, like, I'm not white passing, for example. So being very visibly not a white person, it's very different in the U.S. than my white peers. Um, 
I'm going to have different experiences. And I think for some of them, they didn't realize that, uh, you know, negative things have happened in my life because of the color of my skin or the way that I look. And I think they just came from such a place of love, maybe you didn't really like connect with them, but that was an issue or ever had been an issue. Um, but when things really started popping in the news, I think, and maybe it was just like the pressure of being in this little bubble, this quarantine bubble for everyone. I think more and more people wanted to have these discussions. Well, that quarantine what bubble that was interesting. So it's interesting to yeah. hear that that is kind of the, the fertile ground that brought that. I think it's great. I love yeah. the series. And thank you. Um, I hope you definitely keep cultivating it. You know, for me, it's been the, the Mayan gods. And even mm -hmm. now, as I work on those and I make more, it's weird because it's, um, I realize how much deeper those are than I originally even probably intended. They started out of kind of a curiosity, but then, especially as we I go think it's at least part of it. It is yeah. part of it. And when I posted about the first one, I mean, it's an Instagram post that so I don't want to go on forever. But at least part of it was for me talking about specifically being a U.S. Latino. And I feel like you've definitely experienced this growing up too. But there's a little bit of something of being about a U.S. Latino. Well, you don't really belong here and you don't really belong there. So maybe you're too brown for some people and you're not brown enough for other people. <laughs> because we didn't grow up in the, in like the motherlands, you know. Um, and our tie is not quite as strong as someone who grew up there, maybe. And I've had people, you know, kind of throw that back in your face. And I've had other people have a different reaction and embrace me. Um, and it's wildly different experiences all over from even within our own community. Um, it's a very strange so, thing. You know, obviously, when I was growing up. And I think this is, again, to before I lose that train of thought, yeah, the, that I wanted to connect on my artwork to show that connection that I feel like I still very strongly identify with our parents' um, original countries and yeah, Salvador and Guatemalan. It's very much ingrained in how I dress and the food I cook and <laughs> the things that I like. It's all there, I just had never for whatever reason, made a direct topic about it in my art. Um, and I think well, a part of it at least was that I never, I think I've always painted a lot of feelings and this is not necessarily like a lot of feelings. This is just the, my own ode to an immigrant that I've never gotten to know, but is ingrained in me and many aspects of my life and you can't shake that so <laughs> I just want to celebrate it I guess on on paper well I think the cultural that climate makes sense cultural climate is added to that because it demonstrates the importance of history and yeah. and celebrating that is important bringing that into like I say the art dialogue important you know I started with the um, mame fruit because that one makes me laugh because I know from mom, I was talking to mom about it and uh, 
I know that for her, the mamey fruit is a different species of fruit yeah. than what most other people in the U.S. would recognize as the mamey because they know it from Cubans and Mexicans. And it's delicious, but it's a different fruit. <laughs> like, well, I don't want to celebrate that one. I'm going to celebrate <laughs> the one that my mom recognized um, as the true mamey. <laughs> See, I so think no culturally we... For her. <laughs> culturally, we came from a strange place. Yeah. Because in, you experienced it too growing up, being called Mexican. And then... Um, <laughs> well, just that you're baptized Mexican then, in Texas. <laughs> and, then, and then being asked, what's the difference? For me, after a while, I just didn't answer the question. I was like, okay, yeah. I'm Mexican. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. but like culturally, we were already um, an aberration, I think. <laughs> and so... The art world and creativity seems like a natural fit. It's interesting to hear you talk about, um, I guess, perceptions as Latina. Um, when I was very young, I mean, you guys knew me as happy, but I, I also had a chip on my shoulder. And that was from being a teenager and experiencing racism. I don't know that I only knew you as happy. <laughs> I think I could see that though. I couldn't articulate it at that young of age. Yeah. Um, but I definitely saw it and just the small things you would tell me about your experiences like in high school mm -hmm. about how you had your group of friends just sat very much apart from the very dominantly white schoolmates. I was like, well, that doesn't seem right. Nine yeah, years younger than you though. So like, I can't tell you, hey, that's not right, big brother. <laughs> On the flip side of that, I think as I went into the world post high school, because that's a different environment, um, yeah. it just became a different animal. I think because I've always been immersed in the arts, um, it probably protected me from things I otherwise would have experienced. You know, people, people like the artists, yeah. people think, Oh, you know, he's a good time. And I am. I'm great. But it uh it changes I'd, the I'd agree experience. With that, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah I'd very much agree with that. Because it was okay, now I'm an outcast because I hang out with all the little art weirdos and I go <laughs> and but I think that's the, together shows and things. Yeah. I think that's very empowering about art because it uh there's a a lot of memes that go around, but one of them talks about the artist being the most dangerous. And I don't know about dangerous, but <laughs> but the the it's a it just talked about the fluidity that we can subsist in all strata of society. Yeah. And uh, I remember um, in my photography days, we were you can find a home on, anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we were working on articles, and so we had this guy come in and consult and then I was like, okay, so we were going to work on a string of them. So we went all over town at the end of the night, we're eating tacos in Spring Branch in Houston, Texas. And uh, he's like, that was amazing. We went from the super rich part of Houston <laughs> to here. <laughs> and uh, our, gives us that passport. We can totally do that. We, uh, 
And it definitely it, felt like I saw that more and more as I got older and I got to be more of your peer and not just your little sister <laughs> going little through dude. things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it took me a while to catch up. <laughs> well, to me, you were always my collaborator. I never... Sure, but I, I don't think I could, again, articulate things um, that I saw and experienced um, and I saw happening to you in a way that would make anything any make more sense than just little kids <laughs> yeah nonsense yeah no so. it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't somebody slipping on a banana peel anymore no yeah <laughs> it's really one. although it is sometimes it's still hilarious <laughs> well i have more plans for my fruit i think i'm going to do a whole banana peel. next no. No, I'm not really <laughs> Guatemalan slipping on a banana peel. See, that's funny. Like, By the way, <laughs> if, if people are wondering, um, yeah, our father is Guatemalan and my mom is from El Salvador, which makes it very hard to explain where you're you know from. What? I can't. I can't really <laughs> say the the Guatemala. Uh, that one's really hard for me to say. I Guatemala. say watermelon every time. <laughs> and people at the time think you're saying watermelon. <laughs> well, it's, to me, it's what language I'm speaking. So. I know, but I can't do that one. Guata. Guata. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, that's one of the ones that I can't switch off of. I can do El Salvador. And then we can get. Well, I've yeah, practiced. Too hard. I, I've tried to emulate <laughs> newscasters for years. So. <laughs> now I just, feel like the older I get, the more I probably sound like our parents are right now. <laughs> like English is slipping away. <laughs> yeah. And getting replaced with uh, all of their charming <laughs> habits. That's expletives. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of puchica, yeah. Our, our dad. Can I stand has, that on here? <laughs> has his has his own art of, uh, of language. He strings together expletives in Spanish that um, Shakespeare would be envious of, and um, they're beautiful. It's it's good. <laughs> He's a linguist, linguistic master, yeah. That in itself was an inspiration growing up. <laughs> well, let's touch on inspiration. Inspiration. Like first ever. Of course there was I, me. I found there was you. <laughs> no, very seriously, yeah. I mean, again, you're nine years older than me. So who did I look up to? My big brother. <laughs> like well, mom, dad, weird. great. That's where it really truly started for me. Mom was very nurturing, but when you came along, we could do stuff because somebody was complicit. Good <laughs> <a> man. <laughs> and I always had the sense of that. I feel from some of my more concrete memories is helping you make your art. And then eventually I was making my own. And you would equal parts encourage me and tease me at times. <laughs> Never. But, no, please. <laughs> please. You are not always 
that appreciative of some of my attempts. <laughs> well, it's that whole thing when people, I'm very careful about who asks for an opinion because oftentimes people aren't looking for an opinion, they're looking for validation and there's nothing wrong with that, but they're two different things. Yeah. With you, since we were a team, um, I felt that you were looking for the truth, you know? Oh, sure. so, I don't think you don't grow by not getting feedback. That, yeah, and I, but I don't, oh. I never, if I, if I was mean, I didn't mean to be mean. I was just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna make you a list. <laughs> and this well, <laughs> and then, but the, te teasing you is another 1998. thing. 1998. 1998. Refresh my memory. I'm, I'm oh. sure there was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. Now I'm trying to think back. Uh, no, but that was definitely. But then there was sometimes where inspiration was seeing you, seeing you work. And then, you know, the first time I painted, which was kid paints, tempera paints, because that's what mm -hmm. we had money for. And I didn't know what I was doing anyway. So I just needed something to learn with. And then getting oils for the first time and stuff. And that, so definitely I never stopped being in love with oil paint. So I just kept yeah. going from there. And yeah, even though, again, I know you're right that I've never concretely celebrated our culture of bringing in my artwork in such a direct way. I think it definitely influenced how I painted and stuff, mm -hmm. color-wise particularly. And that is something that from a young age, people always commented on, was that I really, I, I didn't want a world of flesh tones. I wanted my people to be blue and green and yellow and purple. And I didn't want to just use one color. <laughs> I want to use them all. And I still paint that way. <laughs> and what's a commonality? It's not satisfying to me. Yeah. That's a commonality we have. I mean, my, I always say it looks like I saw a lot of pinatas when I was growing up. You know? <laughs> yeah, no joke. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. we, we were always about loud colors and, I mean, just anything, food, anything. I remember as kids, we were drawn to the most colorful, vibrant thing. That even Pee Wee's Playhouse is the reason Gosh, we love the show because it's exploding with color and um, insaneness and that it's a visual just, texture, uh, you know, texture for your eyes. Does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's visual candy. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's interesting because I think it's startling to a lot of people, but they dig it. Mm. They just would never. Um, Put it together that I way. I can paint flesh tones. I just don't want to. <laughs> I go. I, I, go monochrome. I thought I should. I've seen you do monochrome. Yeah, which is fun. Well, you know what that it's is. A friend different. of mine said, um, "There's very few times where I pick somebody's brain uh, or just ask them for general advice. I like I like doing my own thing, but." Um, Antonio Farfun, Farfun, Farfar. I totally said that. <laughs> totally butchered his name. I'm sorry, Antonio. I love your work. Um, <laughs> I need to get him on here. But he, um, 
one of the suggestions he gave <laughs> was work monochrome because he was watching me work and he's watching like the explosions of color and he probably was filled with inertia um, <laughs> and he said um he said i want you to do something work black and white for a stretch it'll strengthen you and he was right so once in a while i'll go back to that because it's a good exercise when you are just working in the shades yeah. contrast and I that was never really painted monochrome but i did i do go through routinely strong charcoal phases and i just mm -hmm. love practicing shadow work and things and fooling around with that it is very different to ted I have to try to make it look vibrant without my usual color palette, if that makes sense. Yeah. So. Nice. Yeah. I think some of inspiration. My big brother. My upbringing. <laughs> the Mayans. <laughs> like that. <Yeah. laughs> here, here. Thank you, Teal Max. <laughs> here, here. <laughs> what? Yeah, just that in general to me i love the archaeology of it not so a lot of what my textures and work are about is um that past that we didn't necessarily grow up with you remember when i started to do work on the mayans that was us learning about it that was so much fun yeah and and recreating um creation accounts. i'd like to take credit for some of that series no, yeah, um, <laughs> because you guys would leave me waiting um, for a ride, and all I had to do was read books. <laughs> and one of them was about the Mayans, and that's where that started. <laughs> but then you guys were always active in the photography that would go on. They, I, yeah, I found people, your props like no other. People were always... Uh, <laughs> They would always question, you why do you something say- something to look like a fresh heart. I was your girl. <laughs> but people would always say like, why do you say us? I'm like, because other people are working on this. But yeah, so one, I guess it was a text. No, it was a phone call. I said, um, I said, hey dude. So I call my little sister, dude. And I said, uh, I said, hey, um, I need a cow heart. And she doesn't question it. She just uh, hangs up and um, then fires back. I think back. you asked me for pig heart originally. Yeah, yeah, I need a pig heart. Pig heart, and, um, yeah. and she just says, okay. I get a call back. She says, look, uh, Fiesta has cow hearts. So I get in the car and I go, but it. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to the. the you want neighbor. a heart? I'll find you a heart. <laughs> And then that was uh, one of the photo shoots we were working on. But yeah, you guys were always totally a part of that. The gas mask series we did. Um, yeah. It, it's funny. I physically suffered for that one. It's funny too. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I yeah. took, um, it was called Irrational Animals. And this was years after 9-11, but that whole thing I think haunted everyone. And to me, it was thinking about... Well, to uh, me, I think it was the biggest thing that happened to us as a shared experience before COVID, which has yeah. overtaken well, that. 9-11 was like the biggest event that we went through. Yeah. 
we're circling back because that series was I had a vision of putting this world together where people lived with gas masks. And so in one of those, um, I don't, the, the Struggle Within was the name of the piece. And we had our model bail on us. Thank you, Steve Flores. <laughs> it's, it's, me, it's me and my sister. You named, there's, you named there's, rain, there's rain coming. And um, we're, I was like, you're gonna have to take Steve's place. And so <laughs> what the scene entailed was, uh, I remember the 9-11 reports were, oh, duct tape your, your door, you know, do all this stuff because uh, in case of like nuclear attack and this was yeah. a real part of the consciousness. And so I guess, you know, we were far away from, far enough away from it that I could uh, kind of have fun with it in a, that was a dark way. <laughs> but so part of the scenes where we were wrapping people in saran wrap or plastic wrap. <laughs> like industrial. Yeah. Industrial and so, 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 so we put dude in a chair outside these gloomy trees on Kelly Gale Amon's property. Oh my god, okay, so I remember several of the photographs. I think I blocked that one out of my mind. So I wrapped this poor child. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, yeah, it starts to look like it's raining. So we take the images. Bah, 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 bah. And um, <laughs> it starts sparking or something, doesn't yeah. it? But that was such a big project, and you guys were a part of that. Uh, yeah. I got, uh, I was about to quit, actually. I was about to quit art because uh, they pulled our sh my show, remember? Yeah. And, um, and I just felt like I'd done something wrong, but then I got a grant letter for $7,500, and I said, no one will ever tell me what to do again. But, I do, I do but you I think guys credit that particular series, though. Yeah, like there was a few times. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I, we put you through some rough spots. We laid you on bamboo. Um, that was passage to Hades. I really think. painful, guys. <laughs> the gas masks yeah, themselves. <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. Oh, I could. I was the only one that could try one of the children's size ones. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the cool say, I that particular series though I think was definitely one of those points in my life artistically where I think it really hit home for me that you helped show me that we didn't have to make stuff based on what we could see with our eyes. You could make up entire worlds. Well that and was our childhood. That if you could do that in a photograph, well then hell you could do that in paint. And well, up what... until then I think, you know, I had a more restrained look at what I could create and now like you can't tell me not what not to do <laughs> like, you know well that, that's what I this is that, that series was very dear to me because of that it's on top of just the scope of that project or what it was for us as an artistic group an artistic family team fury that was definitely like yeah that was our, it was definitely was our, a special point we have a fan page in my development <laughs> Do we still have one? <laughs> yeah, it's still up. You yeah. can still be a Team Fury fan. 
but uh it uh it god it's funny <laughs> thinking about this stuff because i mean artistically i've done a lot since then but the i hadn't really reflected on how influential those were so thank you <laughs> thank you for for suffering for those sets thank you for the input yeah. and, um, yeah very cool yeah. so what what else what's in the future what is little dude <laughs> <laughs> going to do next what am i doing next um definitely continuing my fruits <laughs> yeah yeah and i have i um i actually I think this will make you smile. I had gotten some, I'm doing some really big pieces. Um, and I don't want to say they're going to be record covers per se. Maybe they'll be inspired by that or whatever, but I'd like to do a little trio of those too. Not little, like bigger. I keep saying little, but um, some bigger pieces. And because I've always liked that, that series that you've got going with the music and your own take on not replicating an album, right? cover but like an ode to a particular album cover and i like that um so maybe my own take on a sergio santos <laughs> well <laughs> it's funny because the, the fellas that i hang out with here we've had that discussion um mm -hmm. that's, that's teal sons and juan zamora and i think juan was like hesitating and I said, I didn't invent record covers and really I'm ripping off something. So you're ripping off the- We're thing all ripping, ripping off something, it's fine. <laughs> We're I'm all like, inspired by each other, I feel. Like at some I'm, point you're gonna come back around. Because <laughs> the thing is you'll do it differently and that's what makes it yeah. cool. Yeah. Now, if you're just biting somebody, yeah. then that sucks. But- um, If you're just trying to make a rock go. Just trying to do- yeah. um, <laughs> So that's funny. So the artist <laughs> that is behind Dude, who we will try to get on here, because um, that's always quite the conversation. He's fantastic. I'm so happy I was finally able to pay him for a piece of artwork. So, so, <laughs> so Jesse Alexander Cantu. I have so many stories about this man, but uh, one of them <laughs> is we were- One of my favorites, yeah. We, I was in a gallery showing and he wasn't showing it he was seeing about showing and so our social uh sensitivities are different jesse will just uh tell it like it is. uh i will tell it like it is but there there's a there's decorum and protocol to that but uh he looks yeah, at this guy's chat. artwork <laughs> he looks at this guy's artwork yeah. I only heard the story because I got complaints. I would get complaints about Jesse. <laughs> and he said uh, to the guy, hey, man, I like your rock goes. <laughs> <laughs> Which the guy just blows up. And he's like, these are not rock yeah. goes. And, <laughs> and uh, I mean, Jesse just sits there. Like... I, I, I can just see him. I wasn't there to see the mannerisms, but arms crossed. I was like, are you sure, man? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the funny, funny art see, friends. That, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not an interesting take. 
uh, man, man, the man's view. But yeah, I would, I'd like to do something more musically inclined. So I think that'll be my next project after I get through fruits and things. Well, talk about pop art. How do you feel about it? But I, I actually own a few um, what I would consider more pop art from some Atlanta artists that I really dig. Um, and there's one, maybe I can send you a photo of it. Uh, but it just it says art and it looks like our um, mass transit sign, our bus sign, which is named Marta. So, you know, he just Who's took the it him and the <laughs> I would have to look up his exact name. I, don't, okay. I think it's JP. No, I, I need to look up his last name. Um, okay. But he works with, um, he does like metal pieces and will do, I think what I liked about it is like super industrial. So it reminds me of like daddy, you know, like body shop paint mm -hmm. and stuff and a lot of glaze. Uh, so I really like this piece because it looks like our bus stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> it just says art on it. And he actually, this man's a little kooky. He put his actual phone number at the time on it versus for information and he put his phone. like, did anyone call you? He's like, yeah, I had a few phone calls. <laughs> I don't know if he's still doing that, but he had that up. Um, and then this guy's been around a long time. That's he funny. That just, reminds me um, of uh, Killer Mike. You ever uh, heard about yeah, his t-shirts? Yeah, his t-shirts <laughs> where he had his phone number on them. Yeah. <laughs> I forget yeah, it just he, like he would he put out these t-shirts and they have his phone number and you could call him. And I think I read something about uh, people still call that number. <laughs> that's, I know that's people cool. that I've run into him numerous times. I've never run into him in the time I lived here. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's a shame. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would do any pop art. I don't know. So I don't think it's, I just, I like other people's take on it, but it's not something that's ever come easily to me or that I've really done. Never say So maybe never. the music series, yeah, maybe I was, that's what part of the reason I thought the music series might be fun would be to try that out a little bit, a little more. Um, I, I think you way. remember when I did pop art, it used to be very tiny because I had been influenced by other voices in the art community in Houston that uh, it was a no-no. <laughs> but what happened is when I got relocated here to North Texas, I didn't know anyone here. I set up a little tent with my little boy strapped to me. <laughs> yeah. And I put up what I regularly did and it wasn't stopping traffic. And I had a light bill. I had bills. So I said, um, let's stop traffic. And I started to do those big record covers where mm -hmm. I would, like, the first one I probably did was Johnny. Probably the Star Wars stuff, which is always fun. Yeah. And yeah. Um, but I started to make those big to get people to stop, and they would stop. And something weird happened. Um, I started to enjoy the happiness that it brings people and how really it does a lot 
towards connecting people to art, which oftentimes you like the nostalgia that it like invokes. The nostalgia, but also it's a language. It's a language. Mm -hmm. I know that. So now I have this opportunity to talk about art because I know who Boba Fett is. But I, yeah. I think it's great because it, it that's does. A, that's it, a weird chip on the shoulder in the art community. It bridges a gap. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I have stopped worrying about that. We, you know, the, yeah. when you talk about community, you are your community. You are the people mm-hmm. you roll with. And if this is what we say it is, it's what we say it is. And if somebody else disagrees, that's okay. They are allowed to. They can continue. But you know as far as that's been cool being here because i was relocated i had to rebuild my art friends i remember but we kind of run up to pack here and in doing that in doing that we share ideologies and what's cool now especially we'll go back to being in quarantine is um i like the community here but I'm finding that you can connect with other communities online. Like I'm doing the baseball show for the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. And so now I have all these- Yeah, that's crazy. I thought that was really cool. You could do a show like like long distance. Now I have all these nerdy- I'm a big fan of like bridging the gap. (laughs) I'm a big fan of bridging the gap with um, online stuff. I mean, I've always had pen pals since I was about like 15, so. Text I definitely saw the value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, that was before that. <laughs> no, I had actual pen pals that lived Text. miles and miles and miles away. <laughs> no, yeah. I know. Not my wiener friends at school. Um, well, no, we that was uh, Bobby but in I always San saw Francisco. The value, value in that, I think. You know. Yeah, but Bobby in San Francisco is we call text tour. I thought it was my high school boyfriend. I started to to call anyone that came around you text tour, but uh, it's lost all meaning. I don't know. Language is irrelevant. All right, dude. (laughs) I get it. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, cool. I'm so happy to have this conversation. You will come back. There's no option. I come back. I will get better at this. <laughs> I will get better at this format. We'll be in studio with like ridiculous equipment, helicopters. <laughs> Strobe lights. They could happen Search actually. So you shouldn't laugh Anywhere. too hard. Yeah. yeah Strobe lights <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but thank you, thank you for being my guest. Thank you for being my collaborator. Um, I love you. I love you. Thank keep, you for keep, keep making and keep creating. And uh, always celebrate the Mayans. That's <laughs> what I do every day. <laughs> On that I'm gonna make note, some beans right now. <laughs> we're signing out. Where can people see your work? I, We'll have the tag down there, but are you mainly Instagram? Yes, yeah. Right now, I'm mainly Instagram. Um, pe- people can give you money. 
right? People can give me money. I do take commissions. <laughs> you, might, you might give them a piece of artwork back. So that <laughs> I might give them. <laughs> but no, check her out. Be cautious if you hire me and uh, tell me do what I want because don't know what I'm going to give you. <laughs> What's yeah. funny, I was talking about, well, I was freaking out about a commission actually because that's always a, a weird thing because like when, when I go to the studio, I have no idea what's about to happen. But that's what keeps it fresh yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, because well, I, since I typically start with just backgrounds too, sometimes I'm like, I'm just feeling these colors today and I lay down and I don't quite know what that's gonna be yet. Yeah. Like, I'll come back to it. I'll see what this feels like. <laughs> well, it's like when we used to look at clouds. And, uh, yeah. Find the elephant in the clouds. That's what painting's like. And I think, yeah, it's weird. It's weird we have those commonalities. Probably because we were born on the same day, <laughs> two hours apart. I made a, I did a painting of that for you. I thought, don't you have that? Yeah, the bear. Yeah. I do. Yeah, the cosmic twins. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. Oh. All right, dude, hello. We're out. Signing off. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Actually, I always do this one. This I saw the RZA do this in a movie, and I, I loved it. Ghost dog.